Welcome back to another episode of Too Many Men. Uh, Tony Pickering, Zach Riley, Tyler Dyes, Eric Johnson here on a Friday night. Uh, we have some news to get to around the world of sports. But first, we have some, unfortunately, some passings uh, to get to. And we'll start with Daryl LaMonica, former NFL quarterback, um, drafted by the Bills in the early 60s, really one of the behind Joe Namath. You know, when it comes to early quarterbacks and Bart Starr, LaMonica was one of those guys who was a gunslinger. Really liked to throw the ball, led the Raiders to the Super Bowl two appearance uh, where they did lose, of course, to the Green Bay Packers, Bart Starr and everybody. But um, LaMonica is a guy when you come to the early days of football, the early quarterbacks, Johnny Unitas, Bart Starr, Joe Namath. LaMonica is overlooked, I would say, because he didn't win. He didn't – Unitas won. Namath, you know, the guarantee. That's why he's in the Hall of Fame and all that. But, you know, LaMonica was a decent quarterback for the time in his own right. Um, threw for 19,000 yards, 164 touchdowns. He passed away at 80 years old over the weekend. Uh, one of the guys, of course – I mean, this was a common thing back in the day. He was a 12th-round NFL draft pick and a 24th-round AFL draft pick and went with the Buffalo Bills before – eventually making a name for himself on Al Davis's Raiders. The AFL was just much flashier than the NFL was. Oh, fuck yeah. <laughs> but you had to be. You were competing with – it's like if, you know, take when the XFL launched in 2001, their big thing was, you know what, there's no rules. There's, like, no rules. It's Vince McMahon assaulting a cameraman. Exactly. That's what it is. But, I mean, he LaMonica has – the only thing missing from the resume is the championship. You know, he's uh, second team All Pro in 1972, time Pro Bowler. His AFL stats: he won the AFL three times, three and four years. Uh, championship MVP in '67, two-time league MVP, three-time AFL All Star. Led the AFL in passing touchdowns two years. He, he was he was a great quarterback for his day, and probably you know one of the big guys of the American Football League. So. He passes away at 80 years old. That was on the 20. That was yesterday. It was on the 21st. Yeah. Uh, pass the reins over to Stabler. Um, yeah. After. Probably what? 70s, early 70s. The third best quarterback in Raiders history. You put in front of him. Stabler one, Plunkett two. Yeah. <laughs> then LaMonica. Depending on who you talk to, Gannon three, LaMonica. Uh, yeah, Gannon. I mean, they both went to a Super Bowl, but I mean, for the day, he won AFL championships. And believe it or not, there's some that'll argue Derek Carr's getting up. There. Carr's probably five. Carr yeah. and Rich Gannon are close. They're probably four and five in whatever order, which just I, it tells you so much about the, uh, the Raiders franchise as a whole. Like, they were bad for, like, 30 straight years. Like, late 80s to 2010s. They were they had one Super Bowl appearance in that time and one more AFC Championship appearance. But other than that, it wasn't great for the for the Oakland Raiders, Los Angeles Raiders, now Las Vegas Raiders. Lost John Madden earlier in the year, or at the tail end of last year. Yeah. Monica. Yeah, it's been uh, – and, and that's what happened. A lot of these guys from that heyday – of Raiders football. Um, it's just a terrible thing. I remember when they lost Al Davis. That was that. Oh, my God. 
That was terrible. It took years for the Raiders to recover from that. It really did because they were kind of like they were a ship with no captain now that he was gone because he oversaw day-to-day operations as the owner. And, you know, Mark Davis stepped in as well as he could, but he's not that guy. He's not a day-to-day football guy. Uh, the other passing we need to get to, Guy Lafleur, uh, Montreal Canadiens legend, died today, age 70, after a nearly three-long battle with lung cancer. And when it, you talk about the greatness of the Montreal Canadiens in the 20th century, they've had just a slew of superstars, starting with Howie Morenz, all the way up to Patrick Waugh. And Guy Lafleur has definitely been recognized for his greatness. But when thought of up against people like Jean Belvaux, Rocket Richard, you know, people like that, he kind of gets lost in the shuffle in my eyes a little bit. Like, definitely still recognized. But, you know, Richard, uh, Belvaux was Mr. Canadian. And Rocket Richard was the, the greatest goal scorer to ever live up until Wayne Gretzky. But you look at Guy Lafleur, and you look at the long list of players they've had. Guy Lafleur leads the Montreal Canadiens in points. Like that is no, that's easy feat. Yeah, it's no slouch. His number ten retired by Montreal, finished off his career at the New York Rangers and Quebec Nordiques. Did they say it, cause of death or no? It's it was uh, I believe he was battling lung cancer. Uh, yeah, but that's, I, that's three though recently with lung cancer. Yeah, Gillies earlier in the year and Bossy just a couple weeks ago. Lost a lot yeah, lately. Bossy's, did they say Bossy's was specifically lung, though? I yeah, saw... I, I believe I believe Bossy was lung cancer. So we, we've lost in the hockey world two of the top 100 players in NHL history here in a span of two weeks. I, that it's 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 wild. It's and the thing like with Guy Lafleur that made him different from all the other players. Like he caught on in '71 at the tail end of that '60s Canadians dynasty. Like he didn't play with Jean Belvo. Belvo retired in '71. He was the next draft. He was the draft pick that the California Golden Seals traded in what was perhaps the worst move in National Hockey League history. But at a time when players weren't flashy, you know, the 70s and 80s, is more that grit game. Guy Lafleur was a very flashy fucking player. A crazy flashy player. He long was fast. Blonde long blonde hair flowing down the ice. Everybody who was able to watch him always said he was one of the only players you could tell how fast he was really moving. Because you could see it in the hair and how, how much it was flowing and how long it was. And when he took off, he, he took off. And he played with some great players, you know, throughout the course of the 70s and 80s, Larry Robinson, players like that. But, um, you know, he's, a, he's clearly one of the NHL's top players of all time. And easily, I would say, a top three Montreal Canadian up there with Belvo and uh, Maurice Richard. Pretty simple in my mind, but he passes away at the age of seventy after a, uh, I think I said a thirty-one month battle. And you no, know, there had been rumors surrounding his health over the past couple of weeks. The Montreal Canadiens released a statement saying to give uh, the Lafleur family privacy during the time. He was always a great guy. 
um, I used to do a lot of through the mail autograph requests and I sent him a card, him on the Quebec Nordiques. And he sent back some commemorative envelope from the province of Quebec with him on it, signed by him. It was actually pretty cool. So he always had that reputation as being a really good guy. So that's somewhere in your room. Yeah, it's hanging up. It's up in the back left corner. Mm. I also have my Jean Belvo puck. So some big names in Montreal Canadian history. But uh, yeah, 71 years old. Well, let's. 70. 70, 70, 70, 70 years old. Let's turn to some news in the sports world. Uh, Trish, what is first on the list? We're going to start with the MLB today and uh, with Stephen Quam. Quam train. I'm on the Quam train. I'm in love with this man, and I'm not afraid to say it. A rookie for the Cleveland Guardians. I got my first look at him tonight uh, against the New York Yankees. That game on Amazon Prime. Don't even get me started about that. We are members of the Quam mob. Yes. So this man who coming into spring training was not given much of a shot to make the opening day roster. He had some consideration, but you know, when it came down to your final roster projection projections, a lot of people had Steven Quam on the outside looking in Steven Quam. Um, and you know, a lot of that he's undersized five, he's five, nine, one seven eight. He plays left field for uh, Cleveland and the man doesn't miss baseballs. He just doesn't. He has the lowest whiff rate in Major League Baseball at before tonight's game, 5.3%. And I only saw his two at first two at bats, and he didn't miss a baseball. Um, he is 13 for 34 on the year with 10 runs scored. And he's like, like a, such an underdog story. He's batting 469 as of right now with three ribbies. He doesn't miss. <laughs> On baseball reference, it has him hitting 382 with seven rubies. Oh, I was looking at his spring training numbers. Oh. And, you know, that's why, yeah, 382 with seven rubies. Um, in 11 games, 47 plate appearances, 13 hits. The other, no home runs, but he's not a power guy. The other one is um, that everybody's talking about is this Owen Miller. Who's that? Just got put on the IL. He's our starting first baseman, but he's hitting for 500 hmm. in nine games. Oh my God. Jose Ramirez is hitting for 420. Jose Ramirez is on a fucking tear to start. And he, he hit a he hit a piss missile tonight. Yeah. Jose Ramirez is on one right now. It's just too bad um, their pitching isn't really all there. When it comes to batting, they're there. You got Bieber and police sack. Like, yeah, but past that, I mean, you need you got you got to have some depth. That's depth at starting pitcher. Uh but yeah, Jose Ramirez is on a crazy start to the season. He signed there through twenty twenty eight, right? He just signed mm-hmm. that extension in the off season. Good for him getting the bag. Good for him staying in Cleveland. Not really uh, the most attractive destination in sports, I'd say, especially now with the Guardians at a tough time. That logo was. The logo's still bad. It is. Yeah, it's on the sleeves of their jerseys. I don't mind the C because it's almost the same exact C they used yeah. when they were the Indians. And I like how they're mostly using the, the Cleveland jerseys more yeah. than the, the logo jerseys. That's a cold take. I love the logo. 
You like the G with the baseball? I love that. The wings? The little wings on the side? Yes. That is my shit. I love that logo. I love how they went wild with it. It's great. They didn't go wild with it. Yeah, they did. I'd say that was pretty uh, tame. They could have they went out of the box a little bit. I more. wanted them to be the spiders. The spiders would have been spiders spiders would have been It was a layup. It really was. But alas, they're the Guardians, and uh, Stephen Kwan is a, uh, a beast. He's a beast. I really have a thing uh, for the short baseball players. I loved Ronald Torres when he was a New York Yankee. Because uh, I, I loved, um, I think it was Judge's second year. They always, every single broadcast, especially national, they would show the image of Ronald Torres next to Aaron Judge, and there's like a foot difference <laughs> in their height. Torres Torres got on base too. He's a speedy guy. I, I don't know where he is right now. Is he in Philly? Uh, he was a free agent last time I saw. Altuve. Altuve short. Altuve short. I don't like him though. He's an asshole. Cheater. <laughs> oh, did uh. Did you hear about the letter that got exposed? Did they release it yet? No, I don't no, think they released it. It's coming. It's coming. It's coming. It's not released oh, yet. They were talking about it on the fan this morning like it was already released. Ronald Torres. So there's a good knowledge of what's going to be in it. Straight from Wikipedia, Ronald Alcides Torres is a Venezuelan professional baseball infielder in the Phillies organization. To call him an infielder is – he plays everything. He can play outfield too. He plays every position. He has a career average of 265. That's my guy. We're 74 with the Yankees. Nice little messed up number. Love to see it. But yeah, that letter is going to get released. And um, I would care to warrant. People aren't going to care as much because the Yankees didn't win. Didn't win. <laughs> yeah, they didn't win. Whatever. And now they're cracking down on it. So. You know, who cares at this point? Exactly. If they won a World Series with it, it'd be a totally different story. No, but, I mean, if it comes out that the Yankees also were cheating in the same exact way that season. They can't talk anymore. No, they, it, the talk. talk has been it hasn't been the same exact way. Then ca- This well, was okay. the watches thing, right? Well, this wasn't trash cans. No, from what I heard, yeah, it was they had someone in the in the camera room and then they would try to relay a message somehow to a guy on second base, and that guy would try to relay a message to the batter to let the batter know what type of pitch. Which is just clearly, that, that's not the way to do it. <laughs> that's just so, no, there's a lot of trying to get the message there. through. If, yeah, there's if, too many people trying to get the message through. It's just it's too much time. If that succeeds, right, or if, if this is true, then Cashman at the beginning of the season – going i don't know why all these people yep. are coming at me you know yelling about uh yeah uh not going to the world series what about 2017 it was robbed from us that's <laughs> that is what he said so Listen, sir he was no, to his audience better that's what happened if this is if the letter is true they the letter, yeah. well it is true trish it's true in court yankees tried so hard yeah you know, so from they coming out that coming out which, you know, I mean, they <laughs> is just there a more to, sign of a guilty team? They just wanted to keep pushing, like, oh, we got cheated in 2017. Yeah, but did you know the Red Sox? stole it from us, damn it. Did you know the Red Sox did this, though? Yeah, exactly. exactly. And that's going to be the first thing back. Was, yeah, Red Sox. <laughs> yeah, all Yankee fans. Oh, the Red Sox did too. It's, it's either going to be that or, yeah, but look at the Astros won. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. Dodgers, who do you hate? Us or them? We didn't beat you. They did. Yeah, they did. Who do you hate? 
please. We, we but if the Yankees were there with their cheating tactics, who knows if they would have just won too? Man, if, if I'm yes, but they weren't. Yeah, but they if weren't. I'm, if they I had the, they had the inferior cheating. Uh, if I'm the uh, method. If I'm the 102 win Indians of that year, I'm oh, pissed. You I'm are. Pissed. Don't act like the Indians were doing anything anyway. No, but they were still it's good enough to beat you. <laughs> they would have had a shot. No, they wouldn't have. It's it's Cleveland. Cleveland's going to Cleveland for as long as Cleveland's a thing. We're also, we're, I also want to point out, we're looking at the screen, and there's no Tony. It's just his voice. Fine. Speaking of uh, teams that are doing well, but they're not going to actually do anything, the Mets are 10-4. and four. <laughs> Yeah, do it to him that oh, way. A, a rare, fantastic segue. <laughs> do it to him. How do you Build feel? Him up and break him down. <laughs> How do I feel? Your team being ten and four right now. We're winning the World Series this year. That's what... okay. Hold on, hold on. hold on, hold on. I'd like to say that before the season started, I called. That the Mets would start out hot as shit. That's how they always start trash. And then come around June, last night you said this. This is different. They've never. They haven't started like ten and four. Last year they were nine and four. Like what? Like what's the difference there? The Mets. We're getting hits. We're doing small ball. We're playing differently than we've always. The last time the Mets have won five straight series. The last time the Mets have won five straight series to open a year was 2018. So what's happened recently? And please enlighten me. How did 2018 end? The 2018 New York Mets finished with a record of, I guarantee, I don't think it was above 500. Oh, oh let me hear it. Could be wrong. Shocker. The if it's 2018 not. Mets finished matter. with a record of 77 wins and 85 losses. 77 oh, oh. wins. Oh, it's different this year. No, it's team, not. Yeah. It is. Hell, you guys might make the playoffs. And with good home. for you if you do. Listen, let's just wait for another month and a half until Zach counsels the season in the beginning of June. It's not happening. Zach, we have come a long Pay way. hundred dollars. That doesn't. Zach, happen. I'm I'm looking at the roster. Why are you throwing money around? I'll bet you hundred dollars. Hundred dollars. Hundred dollars that I by June first, I'm not counseling the season. Well, yeah, you, you can really control it. that though. That's, <laughs> that's like, really that's like me being a player for the New York Yankees and betting on me to no, strike out four we, times. Ten and four and right I swing now, it every by, fucking by game. June first, where we still have ten wins. I'm canceling I, the season. I will. I will bet you twenty. I will bet you twenty dollars, and I am not doing this. <laughs> All right. How many games over five hundred will the Mets be on June first? Ooh, that's a good question. I'm going to put the over-under at five. I'm going to say ten. Five games over. Is that what? Ten. 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 You Trish? They're not currently ten over. No, they're six <laughs> over. They've only played 14 games. And played 14. Let me – let me. They all Mets fans are chalking up this series against Arizona as a win. It is. Okay. Zach chalked it up as a sweep earlier. Yeah, it is. Oh, I can't wait for them to lose. They lose tonight. He owes me ten bucks. They're not going to lose tonight, so it's they, fine. that game might be over by the time you listen to this. Probably, it probably will definitely be. I'm, I'm looking, Zach. I'm looking at the roster from 2018. We have come a long way. It's totally different team. I'm seeing Todd Frazier at 115 <laughs> games. Totally yeah. Cool. Yeah, the game's seeing, on right now. I'm seeing yeah, 100. I'm seeing 110 games and 251 plate appearances for Jose Reyes. I hate to break this to you, but if you have World Series aspirations, 
it's not going to happen because look at your manager. It's Buck Showalter. I, I still don't get that argument. He hasn't won a goddamn thing. So what? He's still a so decent manager. What? Just, he, he doesn't need to win a world. All right. He could change. It's a he's with, He finally has a good team. He had a good team in the uh, 90s with the Yanks. Uh, I don't know about that. That's the reason why they fired him and brought in Joe Torrey. And what did Joe Torrey do? He rattled off four. He had a good team in Baltimore. He had a good team in Arizona. He didn't win. Oh, no. Was he in Arizona? Yeah, he was. Did he win? Not for long. No, that was Bob Brenly that won as manager. Right after he left? Uh, Might might have been. Okay, Zach. You set up perfectly for your next manager. Nope. He's the guy. I love him. Rehire Beltron. I think six no. days ago it was he can't manage a modern bullpen, and now it's all he's the guy. I, like. I never said – when did I say that? I said it, and you agreed with it. Buck Showalter was the guy. Yeah, I said he had some problems. That He's good uh, He's good managing the DH. And Wait the a minute. Buck Showalter might have a ring, Eric. Buck Showalter was the Dimebacks manager in 2000, got fired after the year, 2001. They win Buck the World Series. The World Series. Oh, Zach. <laughs> Dude, the next guy is the guy. He's the guy. No, yeah, he's I, not the guy. Not. For dude, for the success the Mets have had, me telling you the next guy is the guy should bring you so much happiness. I'm happy. You're happier right now because I know that he's the guy. He's team. not the guy. Yes. He, he was also the manager from Texas in 2003 to 2006. Didn't they go to the World Series in 2007? No. 2008? No. no. When did they go? 2010. 2010. And 2011. Right, they went back to back years under what Ron Washington. How old do you think Buck Showalter is? Sixty-six. Fresh. Seventy. Zach. Uh, sixty-one. Buck Showalter is sixty-five years old. I was so close. I didn't know this. His career. Because he record, was young when he was the manager of the Yanks. His career record is a thousand five hundred sixty-one wins and one thousand five hundred twenty-one losses. What's his ERA? What's his, what's his earned ring average? Earned ring average. <laughs> Zach, care to fill me in? Don't care. I don't care. Oh. I care about what he does with he us. He is, however, a three-time AL manager of the year in 94, 2004, and 2014, so every 10 years. So Congratulations. You have Mike McCarthy. You have the 2024. We have the 2024 NL manager of the year. But at least Mike McCarthy has won something. One, one, Congratulations. He won it because he had Aaron Rodgers. I can't believe you guys think Buck Walters the guy. I do. You'll see him crumble come playoff time. Sure. Let's see. It's happened his whole career. I don't understand. He's done it. He's crumbled with better teams. I don't know what you think makes you guys so different. I really don't. And you're silent because you don't know either. It's a different team. It's a different team. It's always a different team, apparently. Like I, I expect fully Buck Showalter to get us to the playoffs. Oh, he will. Buck Showalter's good for that. This man brought the Orioles to the playoffs. He can bring the Mets to the playoffs. He brought the Orioles within four wins of the World Series. He'll bring the Mets. He just won't win, but he'll bring the Mets. He'll bring the Mets to the playoffs. Maybe not this year, but... What's next? Next, we have the fans of Cincy, Oakland, and Detroit are all upset for different reasons. 
Okay, well, Cincy and Oakland, it's the same reason. Yeah. Well, Detroit, it's a different reason. Well, the, the Cincy, the team's not winning. Oakland, at least the team's somewhat winning. Are they? What's their record? Eight and six. Yeah, they're not bad. They're eight and six, and the fans aren't showing up? Yeah. They had 2,700 the other night. Well, it's because their slogan last year and past couple of years has been rooted in Oakland. And then and and they're they trading off every single player. We're leaving. <laughs> they have what? They have the second lowest payroll in baseball? Yeah. Yeah. Only ahead of the Pirates, I believe. In, tw- in 1990, the Oakland Athletics had $33 million on their payroll, which was the highest in Major League Baseball. In 2022, they had uh, $33 million. Wait a minute. Which the $33 lowest in baseball. million dollars was the highest in baseball that year? 1991, yeah. Oh, my God. And now they have the lowest. It's changed. Yeah, it's tough. Um, I want them to stay in Oakland because I think you could really use a team in a place like that no you don't you want to move to vegas i don't want to move to vegas i think they'll do better and they'll like oh they de- oh dude they totally better. would but having like the coliseum is the last like old cookie cutter shitty stadium and i think you need one of those you need one i don't know if there's any repairing of that fan base though trish trish is just squirting barbecue sauce baby rays man Zach, you say there's no repairing of that of that fan base. If they won 90 games and made the playoffs, they would be full. They would Fools, be full. full. They would be full. Stretch. In Vegas, they would be full. They'd be full. In Vegas, they'd be full in the regular season. If they won they'd 80 games, if they won 90 games in Oakland and they hosted a wild card game, they'd be full. Oakland's still like when they're good. Like, dude, if they <laughs> keep this up, if they're like 40 and 20 at some point, that place is gonna be full. Yeah, it has to be. Who's their biggest name player? Is it Elvis Andrews? Manea. Jed Lowry. Manea's gone. Oh, is he? Where'd he go? Padres. Oh, I forgot about that. Is that Montez? Was that his name? In 2019, the A's hosted the wild card game. In what year? 2019. Okay, and there was attendance issues way past that. Do you have the attendance from the wild card 54,005, according to Wikipedia. 54,000! And according to baseball reference, 54,005. And that's Our, probably a full house because they tarp. Pretty much, yeah. Our time was 5 o'clock local time. 54,000 people still showed up. Awful. <laughs> they got smacked 5 to 1. Yeah. <laughs> They're terrible wild card games. How were they hosting? <laughs> How were the were- Rays better than the did the Rays? Well, that wasn't the year the Rays was in the World Series. The Athletics were 97 no, and 65. The Rays were 96 and 66. One game. That's fucking loud. Um, 54,000 people, huh? See, you say this shit about, oh, man, the A's are leaving. They got one foot out the door. Bro, the Raiders were gone, and they were filling that place. Yeah, but I feel like the Raiders and the A's are two different fan bases. It is. But it's in the same spot. And if the A's are good, if the A's are good. Yeah, if the A's are good, they're going. Especially because tickets are cheap. You, you can get Dogecoin. You can pay for Dogecoin. You need one shitty cookie cutter stadium left. And we need Oakland's it. is that. Oh, yeah. Where they got that line painted on uh, that yellow oh. line. What the fuck is center field called? Mount Davis. Mount Davis. <laughs> After Al Davis. That's right. RIP Al Davis. <laughs> um, That's right. 
out of everybody that was on the athletics that played in this game for Oakland, only two people are still with the team. Oh, Seth Brown and Sean Murphy. Oh, yeah. Sean Murphy. How would it feel to be like a player walking out and see like a thousand people? <laughs> it would feel it would feel like I'd say probably half the parks in Major League Baseball. You'd probably feel oh, yeah. like it did two years ago. I would I would wager like two thousand feels a lot like five thousand. Like that feeling is probably interchangeable. They're getting double the attendance from their AAA affiliate in Vegas. Yeah. They should just pull a Tampa Bay Rays and tarp off like a half of their stadium. To make their attendance look just a little bit better. Just a bit. Just a touch. I mean, the Rays only get, what, like 14,000 people? The trough's small to begin with, and they tarp off the the second deck. It's still low as hell to call it a second deck. What's next? Oh, Reds. Yeah, Reds, Reds Twitter is just a, a dark place. A what happened yeah. to the Reds? I didn't hear about this. No, they're not. They, they just suck. They're 2-8. They're 2-11. Yeah. and 11. 11. 11. Yeah, dude. I was I somehow ended up in Red's Twitter the other night and um it, it was they want the team. owner to sell the team. He was there's it one was... guy who's putting a GoFundMe together to try to <laughs> wait raise enough money to buy the team. No way. Cody was in a dark, all, dark place. If he raises enough money, they have to sell it to him. If all the people <laughs> in like like all, all the full capacity of the stadium, if you all sent me this much money, we could buy the team. We should make an attempt. Yeah, we should make an offer. I'd love to buy the Reds. I'd move them. I'd piss off the entire city. Like, great. Too many Reds. They're such a classic team. They're like, you can't move the Reds out of Cincinnati. Watch me. (laughs) Zach. Watch me. Watch me move them to Newark. Zach, we'll call call them the too many Reds. (laughs) Too many. The jersey is just a big advertisement. Do you see the advertisement on the Padres jersey that's coming? Yeah. Big old Motorola symbol on the sleeve. What? What was Blackberry not available? They picked a really good Apparently. one. Surprised they didn't get Radio Shack. Oh, they totally should. <laughs> Circuit City. Cost cutters. <laughs> Blockbuster. Oh, yeah, that was great. There's only one left. We'll advertise it. Think they got enough money to buy an advertisement? <laughs> yeah, on a sleeve of jersey of a jersey, maybe depends on oh, the team. Well, that sleeve on the jersey probably costs so much. The Reds depends on the team. All right, yeah, the Reds. Yeah, on the Reds for cheap. Oakland too many men logo on the Reds for cheap. Bro, cheap for those advertising companies is not cheap for us. My well, main goal is, is to get too many men logo on there. Okay, My yeah, email the Reds. Is, is to get too many men on, like, a NASCAR. That'd be cool. We should find a really shitty sport that sells jersey ad space. Like, I'm so down. Like an indoor football. Water polo caps. What about – yes. That'd be great. But yeah, Red's Twitter, man. It's, it's a hole. It's a, it, you do not want to get sucked into there. Nope. They I are see pissed. Who was it in tonight? For a long time. I was I'm, I'm surprised Joey Votto has stayed there as long as he Joey Votto loves it there. For some reason. Yeah, I. Uh, they they are now two and twelve. They lost four to two to the Cardinals. Let's go, Cards minus one and a half. <laughs> Love to see it. I was looking at going to Cincinnati later in the year, and I was like, oh, they might have burned the stadium down by then. So because I was I was like, oh, it's a place I haven't been to. Um, tickets would not be hard to come by. Great American Ballpark is that the name? 
Is that the name? Yeah, the best nice named the best named sporting venue in the Great American Ballpark. The Great American hosting the worst National League team you've ever fucking seen. The worst state in the country. Oh, whoa, whoa, <laughs> whoa, whoa! Well, you like Ohio? It's got Cedar Point in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. I've been there. Oh. It's got the Browns. It's got the Browns. <laughs> yeah, it's got the Browns. It's got <laughs> two <laughs> starting quarterbacks. It's when got, teams like mine don't have one, it's got the Browns and it's got a Baker and uh, Deshaun. So it's got Joe Burrow. Yeah. Outside of like two cities, what else does it have? Nothing. Three. Columbus. The Ohio State University. Oh, my bad. Three. Outside my bad. of Columbus. Okay. Take a state that's good. Uh, Not New Jersey. York. What'd you say? New York. Arguably, everybody. New York. Can you give me three cities oh. in New York that Big are good? City. That are good. So get Buffalo immediately out of your mind. Okay, first of all, Buffalo is a perfectly fine city. Buffalo is uh, good to people from Buffalo. And then you also have the great city of Albany. Oh, yes, yeah, so great. <laughs> and the city of New York, which, by the way, it counts for like six cities if you're going to be doing that. Bullshit. Dude, I would have I would have said Rochester. New York counts for... What about Syracuse, Trish? Syracuse, that's a great city. Watkins Glen. Oh. <laughs> The people who go to Syracuse and like, yeah, come on. Even take like a state like Florida. They basically okay. only have three cities. Miami, Orlando, three Florida, good cities. Miami. Wait, what did you start with, Trish? I said Jacksonville, nope. Miami. Oh, started with a bad one. Tampa, Miami, and maybe Orlando. Orlando, Daytona, Key West, Daytona, no, Key West. They, Again, not Fort a Lauderdale. city. Fort Lauderdale. <laughs> you're, you're reaching with Fort Lauderdale. Yeah, really, I'm not. You know damn well Fort Lauderdale's dope. Ohio is nothing. Okay, Texas. It's better than Pennsylvania. I don't think so. Oh, yeah? Give me your three Pennsylvania cities. If you could name one after Philadelphia and Pittsburgh, I'll be impressed. Scranton. Harrisburg. Wow, Zach pulled Harrisburg out of nowhere. Zach, you, uh, you, you could also that one go with the town of oh, what the fuck? That town is such a weird name. If Hang you on. start it with the town of, we're not in city. <laughs> it's town. Not a town. It's a city, but oh, I can't think of the name at the moment. It's it's a Dunferry. No, Some You guys are saying this over Hershey. Yeah. Oh yeah. Is Hershey a city? Yeah, Hershey's it is. Park. Yeah, it's like it's a it's a little town. Okay, Tigers fans are pissed, but if for a completely okay, Michigan, do Michigan. Yeah, Michigan. <laughs> I didn't say Michigan was a good state. So we found a state worse than Ohio. No, Michigan is in the Ohio category. I am not taking this Ohio slander. What do you mean in the Ohio category? It's nothing. <laughs> it's nothing. Like Montana. <laughs> yeah, where do you have Montana as compared to these real states? Montana's a beautiful state. Wyoming. Have you been there? I've seen pictures. That means nothing. I want to go to Montana if that means anything. Trish, have you been to Ohio? I've uh, I've flown over Ohio quite a bit. That's not the same thing. I've been in downtown Columbus, and let me tell you. It's rocking. Well, the outskirts of Columbus, you're not missing much. Yeah, I know. Cleveland. Cleveland rocks. Well, it's got the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. All right, so Tigers fans are pissed because Miguel Cabrera got intentionally walked. <laughs> Which, I mean, yes, 
was the right strategy by Aaron Boone. Everybody fucking hated it, but it was the right strategy. Miguel Cabrera was three for three. Um, oh, no, no. This was, he was three for three the day before. He was over three in this game. But you're bringing up a guy next who I forget. I, I don't think it was Austin Meadows. But you're bringing up a guy next who was having a terrible day. I don't think had put the ball in play. Was it Robbie game. Grossman? It might have been Robbie Grossman. It might have been Grossman. Hadn't put the ball in play all game, and he hits a bloop single to make it a two-run game, or make it, to extend the lead to three runs. And Miggy didn't get a chance to get it tonight. I like Miguel Cabrera. Hey, I Tom, do. What game you got on now? I got the, the Hawks heat. Oh, okay, I was going to say. Hawks are up two. If you were going to say the if you were gonna say the Bucks one, I would have said uh, switch it. Bucks are up 30. <laughs> I like Miguel Cabrera. And it was the right move. Look, it's awful as like a sports fan. If I was there, I'd be pissed. Oh, I'd be pissed. Well, I'd be that's sure. the thing. Yeah. A lot of the fans weren't there. It really cleared out after his third at bat. For all these Tigers fans that say they're mad, bro, you weren't even there. I saw a ton of them leave. Don't give me that. You didn't, you didn't expect him to get another at bat in the bottom of the eighth with a but runner on second and third. But lo and behold. But lo and behold, here comes Miguel Cabrera for his fourth at bat of the day in what was then a one-run ball game. And the best part was Miguel Cabrera coming off the field and everybody was booing. And Miguel Cabrera was like, yo, relax. And then pointed to the scoreboard and said, three nothing. Like, why are we booing? He just wanted to see that damn hit. I mean. That's the only reason why you would come out to a Tigers game, I guess, to see something like that. I guess so. Does Javier Baez play? They got a good team. He's on the IL. He's on the IL. <laughs> Explains why I didn't see him in that Yankee series. What's next? Next. We have we are switching gears. We're moving over to hockey, the NHL. We're going to talk about the Leafs-Lightning game. There was a player that hit the other player in the back of the head. I don't know too much about it, but you know the information. Okay, context. Um, <laughs> the Lightning won 8-1. to one. This sequence uh, of events is great. But Austin Matthews didn't play, neither did Jack Campbell. Two very important pieces of that Leafs team, I must say. Um, yeah, so they went 8-1. You got Wayne Simmons fighting Patrick Maroon. And you have a scrap behind the goal. And Kyle Clifford takes the stick. Not even his own stick. We, I believe it was William Nylander's stick. And just basically bonks, bonks Corey Perry in the top of the head with it. Bold strategy, Cotton. Just. <laughs> and he was fined the, the maximum allowance. I believe it was only like five grand. It's nothing. But watching uh, and let me let me tell you, Kyle Clifford and uh, Corey Perry, they've had their fair share of going at it. I mean, these two guys, Kyle Clifford was a king for a while, and Corey Perry was a duck forever before he started going on this little road show that he's on trying to win another cup. The ring chasing, yeah. So he's they've they've crossed paths several times. I guess Corey Perry is just a pest to play against, and I guess Kyle Clifford was fed up. Yeah, enough. Hit him in the head. While we're on the topic of hockey, we might as well talk about the Red Wing Zamboni driver. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. Oh, my God. Yeah, the guy, I don't know his name. Al. Al something. The guy who swings the octopus over his head during playoff games. That's, you haven't seen it lately because they haven't been to the playoffs in a while. 
so he gets he gets originally suspended for pissing in a drain, and then he gets fired, and he's suing the Red Wings because he has a condition, a medical condition that the team knew about, where it causes frequent urination. That doesn't mean you can just go peeing in drains. Well, he got somebody snitched on him, and now the whole hockey world's mad that he snitched on him. His name is Al Sabaka. Yeah, that's his name. Yeah, but you can't just go pee in a drain. Just between. Hold on. No, but just because you need to pee doesn't mean you can just. The man has a medical condition. It doesn't matter. He's between two Zambonis. He's. I don't care. Out of the public eye. You should not be peeing in just out in in the building. You're in the building. It doesn't matter. Make you feel any better that this wasn't the first time. But if he can't control it. Did he? Did he bring a No. You can control it, and if you can't, you should be wearing a diaper. No. I don't think that's that's the answer. That's also. I don't think that's the answer at all. Don't no. He brings in a a medical note from a doctor. They had knowledge of the medical condition. There is no medical note that allows you to just say "fuck everybody else." I'm gonna piss wherever I want. It's not like he was pissing in somewhere that doesn't have water. It's a drain. It's all pipes. It doesn't matter. You sure should does. be peeing there. That's where they put the, the okay. runoff ice. Trish, I think you're just getting very upset about this. That'd be like saying, oh, I can piss in the ice tray bin. That's not the same thing. No, that is yeah. not the same. That's not even close to so the you, same You thing. have a medical <laughs> condition that says you, you would have to? Hey, why are you pissing in ice that's going to be consumed? So you think he should have been fired? No. no. What, yeah. What medical condition says you don't understand that you're going to need to pee in a second? So I should probably head to the bathroom. There's no bathroom near there. In the middle of the ice. Bro, he's in the bowels of Little Caesars Arena. You almost it's said Zambonis. I'm sure there's a bathroom down there for the Zamboni guys. The way they made it sound, it, he, he's at the spot where they just park them overnight. Yeah, which is probably right next to where the keys to the Zamboni hang, which probably has a bathroom right next to it because there's probably an office in there. So, yeah, there's probably a fucking bathroom right there. And this guy just decided, "Eh, I'm just going to pee right here. It's easier. Zach, the Mets are losing. I know. I'm watching it. Boo-hoo. Mr. Sweep. It's going to be a sweep. That is a huge win for the Hawks. I mean, he was he was their Zamboni driver for like thirty years. I'm not firing him over that. Especially if you know he has this condition, I don't they suspended him a week and then went back and fired him. Excuse you, acting like that. Like, which not- one is it? Are you going to suspend him for a week or are you going to fire him? You can't do both. Yeah, you obviously can. They probably investigated, found out he's done it multiple times when they checked the cameras, and then said, "All right, bro, you're gone." Medical condition considered? I don't know. I don't, I don't think that was a fireable offense. A goddamn thing in this case. He's going to sue and then he'll win. It's fine. He's not going to win shit. What are you talking about? A medical, medical condition doesn't make it so you can just decide to pee wherever you want. If I went to work and pissed in the sink and said, wow, water goes down there. Do you have a medical note from a doctor saying that you have a condition? That guy doesn't have a medical note saying he can know? just pee wherever the hell he wants, Zach. How do you know? What? Let's say the note says he can pee wherever he wants, but if he has the knowledge of the condition, 
What does the knowledge of the condition do for anything? Yes, he can. He can control it. Even if he needs to pee frequently. This is not inspirited. It's not saying that he just pisses himself randomly. It's saying that he knew he needed to pee and decided to pee right there between the Zambonis. He could have walked to a bathroom, but instead, no, I'm going to pee here because I want to just do it quick and then get back on the Zamboni and get, get on my way. Well, no, that's not how that happened. Or was he leaving? It was, this was after everything. Yeah, after. so he was leaving. And he he just- experiences an uncontrollable urge to urinate due to a medical condition. Mm-hmm. The nearest facility was 60 to 70 feet away, so instead he used one of the drains that lead into the sewer. 60 to 70 feet. Yeah. That is not a far walk. It is if it's a matter of seconds. Yeah, it is not a matter of seconds. Condition. How are you to speak for this man's medical condition? Honestly. I don't. Are you a doctor? If you're not a doctor, I really don't want to hear it. Piss yourself. You piss yourself instead of peeing in the middle of the thing. Come on, that's disgusting. Why would you piss yourself? He wasn't in the middle. You're acting like he was at center ice doing this. <laughs> he was between the Zambonis. He was still in a public yeah, area. No, he wasn't. No, he was in the basement of the stadium. The spot he was in is closed off to the public and has yes. access limited to the all-male ice crew. Okay, so the ice crew. Still, there's other people around there. Yeah, but if the whole ice crew is okay with it. They know that he has, has the whole ice crew come out and said they're okay with it. Well, no, I don't think they interviewed him for the story. No, not putting words in their mouth, Tony. Well, the way I copy it, this has this isn't the first time. It has to, yeah. It can't be. Yeah, okay. He's been working for the team for 35 years. All right. If it's not the first time and they've caught him before and they didn't say anything, then no, they shouldn't have fired him. I feel but like would have heard about it the first time him. and the team hasn't caught him before, then yeah, absolutely fire him. You also probably would have heard about if the team when the team was better, because it would have been a bigger story. Yeah. So this is definitely the first time they found out about it, and then they went back in the tapes and they saw much more instances of him doing that. So then they were like, "All right, you're gone, bud." He's filing a lawsuit in the Wayne County Circuit Court uh, that his rights were violated under Michigan's Elliot Larson Civil Rights Act, arguing that Saboka was discriminated against on the basis of his disability and age. Good. He's nope. going to win that. No, I hope he wins. I hope he wins. I don't really see that much wrong in what he did. Me neither. I, I think he does win. If he doesn't have the I think he does too. I think otherwise, but he has a medical condition. The, the basis of the lawsuit is going to be, is there proof that he told the Red Wings? That doesn't matter. That does matter. Telling them does not matter. They knew about the medical condition. The medical condition does not excuse you peeing wherever that's, the fuck that's, you that's, that's What if he had passed president to say it was okay? That's what they're... they're if, if there was a memo where someone had found out he was doing this and he said, hey, listen, I really need to pee sometimes when I get off the Zambonis. Do you mind if I pee in this drain? And then they said, yeah, that's fine. You can pee in that drain. And then they fired him because it got out. Then no, then he absolutely was wrongfully terminated. But unless there is express written consent for him to be pissing in that drain, then no, he has absolutely zero case. He is not going to win any money in court because that is fucking ridiculous. And if he does, that sets a precedent that is going to just derail this country. He is passionate about you this. Think, you think the Al Sabotka Zamboni driver piss lawsuit is going to derail this country? Yes, I absolutely do. If what, you so that's just going to make everybody termination make because you were peeing in a drain. Imagine what other people are going to just start doing and then going, ah, put, it, put it up there with Roe v. Wade and the OJ trial. Honestly. You're goddamn right. 
trial and century right now. Those, those he's cracked himself up in his own. Those show. lawyers for uh, what team is he? Was he a Zamboni driver? The Red, Wings. Red Wings. Red Wings. The lawyers for the. Oh God, they're gonna lose this case. The lawyers <laughs> are fighting for our civil liberties. All right, and if they. They're gonna fucking lose because of the goddamn Red Wings. But uh, just so get out of court and do it for an undisclosed amount of money, so that we don't. Somebody who listens, please clip these past like five to ten Honestly. minutes. And Honestly, because we need content for the Instagram. What's, all right, what's uh, what's next? Because we still have a lot to get to. Yeah, we we really do. Okay, uh, we have our first playoff matchup. Uh, we'll keep this short. It's just a wild. Uh, uh, St. Louis, St. Louis Blues. Blues. Yeah, Blues. I yeah, the remember. Blues aren't that good. I don't know how they keep making the playoffs every year. <laughs> Wild and six. Billy Huso, man, he's just kicking and screaming because Jordan. You knew Jordan Bennington wasn't gonna fucking do it. No, nah, he's not as good. Wild and six. Wild right. and five. Right, what's well, next? Uh, we're switching gears again. We're moving to the NBA, and we were talking about. The just what the fuck happened with the Timberwolves last night and their twenty five point collapse? Uh, yeah, I dude, I oh. the Minnesota Timberwolves historically not a proud franchise by any means. Um, they're historically dog shit. We can say it. Oh yeah, they're terrible. <laughs> like they're they're really bad. I don't believe they won a playoff series since like two thousand two, two thousand three, two thousand four. That's when it was. Yeah, it's not good. Um, and you just add to the list of embarrassments. I mean, they treated that play-in game like it was game seven of the NBA Finals when they won. Patrick Beverly was standing on the table. Yeah, if you didn't know any better, you'd think Patrick Beverly just won, like, the MVP or something. But, but then they, last night. They get dogged in the fourth quarter <laughs> by, uh, by Memphis. In the second and the fourth quarters, they scored 12 points each. Yeah. That's unacceptable. Oh. But, I mean, that should be enough steam for them to turn around and win the series. Yeah, to just roll over the Yeah. Game. All right, what's next? Next, we have a couple of injuries in the NBA. We have uh, Devin Booker hurt. Well, before we move on from the Timberwolves, we'll probably talk about Cat's performance. Oh, Carl Anthony Towns has been awful for the Timberwolves. He's been terrible. Like, you're, you're supposed to be – That's your star player? League. Yeah. You're supposed to be one of the top centers in the league, and you're doing this? They look, dude. They look futile with him on the court. And he's one of the rare. He's one of the rare things where the Timberwolves, like, he has playoff experience with them. Yeah, he's one of the only ones. You and... should know how to deal with this. Shout out Chris Finch, by the way, on a twenty-four to two run, not calling a timeout. <laughs> that's a hell. That's commitment. But you want to <laughs> tank your like uh, your contract, your value. Yeah. Let's just piss away the playoffs because that's what Carl Anthony Towns is doing. He's playing terrible. What's next? And I know we're being harsh, but it's terrible. He's, he's not been playing well. For a vet, it's really bad. For because a number you make one an argument if you're a rookie. Pick. For a number one overall draft pick. Yeah. Because Tony's been taking Carl Anthony Towns points in some of these games. And I've been taking his boards mostly because he misses a lot and gets his own rebound. The, the rebounds aren't the problem. It's the foul, too. Yeah. Oh, he's yeah. His, he's fouled more than he's made shots this series. He was fouled out in the playing game. Yeah. He had, what, four, he had, what, four fouls last night? Yeah. What's next, Trish? 
Next, we have a couple of injuries uh, in the NBA. We have Devin Booker, Chris Middleton, and Joel Embiid all hurt, uh, although Embiid is playing through injury. You probably also had Kyle Lowry that next year his leg in the third quarter. He just corner. got hurt? Mm-hmm. I mean, Embiid's going to play through the thumb. I think you should rest tomorrow night. Yeah, like I like we said before I started recording, I, if I was the coach of my team, I would have played him the first half. Done. Yeah, it, no depending team going back down 3-0. It doesn't look like the Raptors. Well, that said, that depending on score. Like, if yeah. they're up 10 at the end of the half, rest uh, who else? Who else is on that list, Trish? Uh, Devin Booker and Chris Middleton. That's a concerning one. Both Bulls. of them. Although, yeah, you look Bulls. at the Bulls game tonight. Uh, Milwaukee's up 30 with eight minutes left. They really yeah, didn't miss Chris Middleton. I see that to be more of a problem in later series. Grayson Allen dropped 22 and Bobby Portis dropped 18. Bobby Portis... Is legit when you need him to be, but Booker, I the second Booker left the court, the Pelicans dominated mostly Brandon Ingram, who really turned it on. And I know the game is close right now, I'm not sure of the score. I just, yeah, they just went to a Taco Bell commercial, but I, I mean, they're losing right now by one, the Suns. They talked about the difference Chris Paul made the second he went to Phoenix. Now you're taking their best player off the court. And I know there's arguments that say Chris Paul is their best player. I don't think Chris Paul is their best player. I think he's their most influential player. An offense can't roll through Chris Paul in 2022. No. Well, it can if he's not shooting. If he's just facilitating. You need Devin Booker on the floor. You need him. And even if you somehow get through the Pelicans, and w- now they're talking about possibly extending that range, he could be out because it's would a probably, straight hamstring, right? Second round would probably would be the da- winner of Dallas, Utah. And Dallas would be getting Luca back by then. I would I would hope because he should play tomorrow. You could have and hamstrings are tricky. You can restrain that pretty easy. It's uh. It's a tricky one for Phoenix. They're in some trouble, especially if they lose tonight. What's next? Well, next is uh, we have a couple players coming back. We have Luca, as you just mentioned. We also have Robert Williams and uh, Ben Simmons possibly coming back very soon. Robert Williams could be a big difference maker for the Celtics. Yeah, even in limited minutes, that man eats rebounds. Uh, And that is not what the Nets needed. What was wrong with Ben Simmons? Back. It's been his back, uh, one of his discs. Um, he's done why it took him so long to get back. Yeah, besides in the playoffs, so I'm good. <laughs> Robert Williams is going to be a huge difference maker. He went down with that. What was it? Partially torn meniscus. Yeah, a couple weeks back. I almost a month Robert back, Williams. I believe. As a division rival, this Celtics team is fun. The Nets have been missing a lot of shots, and Andre Drummond's done okay on the glass. Up until this point, he ain't going to get a thing over Robert Williams. Robert Williams is just too good at rebounding. There's also the age difference, too. Yeah. It, I mean, Ben Simmons coming back and Robert Williams coming back. If Ben Simmons has the impact they're saying, they basically cancel each other out at that point. Basically. And the Nets still lose the series. Because the Nets have looked terrible. Terrible. Speaking of the Nets, 
our next topic is Kyrie and the Nets and uh, also a little bit of Durant's performance. Kyrie, Kyrie doesn't get frustrated. And I thought Kendrick Perkins put this pretty well. The more you try to frustrate him, the better he's going to play. Look, look at that game where he flipped him off and everything. He dropped like 30 that game. Now, you look at a game where, like in game two, there wasn't as much hostility towards Kyrie. Yeah, they are booing him when he touched the ball and stuff. And it kind of seemed like Kyrie didn't have that extra drive, like that extra gear in him. And that could very well not happen again with the next game being at home and everything. Nets collapsed in game two as well. Yeah. Uh, the team goes nowhere without Kevin Durant. It's as simple as that. I hear from a lot of places that he's the best player in the world. He's got to play like it. And he's got to prove it. He has to play like it. And Steve Nash is also Steve Nash should not be the coach. He's Steve Nash is not a good coach. They went from a, a where who's there was a kid before him. No, oh my God, oh. kid was. Well, the fact that they went with him and then saw how that went and said, "Yeah, we'll take Steve Nash right off the court." Well, they went from Jacques Vaughn as the interim to um, to Steve Nash. They they should have kept Kenny Atkinson. Was what they should have done. That's what they should have done. But I, if they get swept, I think you got to fire Nash, bring in a real coach. I'll that man does further. not know how to manage his timeouts. I'll go further and say if they lose the series, I think you could still fire him. Yeah. I think that if they lose in seven, I don't think you can. If they can somehow push the series to seven games. I'd rather Borrego over Nash, and Borrego just got canned by Charlotte. Oh, Borrego did just get fired by the Hornets. Yeah, they really ran out of steam the second half of the year. And I heard that was a totally Michael Jordan influence move. They've gone, they've increased their win total by 10 each year. But both years bounced in the playing round. Yeah. And Jordan was having none of that shit. Yeah. This Jordan doesn't want that culture to become a habit. Habit. I also don't know if Lamelo is a fan. We'll see. Still though, that's a kind of a weird move out of Charlotte. Yeah. Unexpected today. I see the reasoning. I do too. But uh, uh Lamelo was kind of thriving under him. Just the timing that's a little Yeah, a little, little off. And Sacramento's, Sacramento's star in their interviews. Uh, what's next, Trish? Next, we have uh, Poole, Maxi, and Brunson. Ah, yes. The Holy Trinity. The story of the playoffs so far has been the young guards. They have been electric. Brunson dropped 41 in game two. Maxi 38 in game one. Yep. And I forget the last one. And just Jordan Poole. Just and jo- yeah, Jordan he's, Poole. What he's been doing. Since Steph Curry's been coming off the bench. Um, the man has been a lot. Jordan Poole's man. been unstoppable. <laughs> it's crazy, man. Jordan Poole is working toward that payday in two years because I, I the Warriors aren't going to be able to afford to keep him around unless they want to go way over the luxury tax, which I don't know if that's going to be the, the vibe in two years. It's going to be. It's just a reminder that this league still runs through Golden State. If they play the way they did last night, yeah, they're gonna go to the, they're gonna go at least to the Western Conference Final, at a minimum. They were. If, no, if they make shots, they're unstoppable. With no Booker, they're the title favorites right now. Yeah, definitely, they're the odds-on favorite. They've got experience. 
They've got basically everything you could want. It's been... James Wiseman's going to get a ring already. And he's not even playing. Just wait till they get him. Probably not this playoff, probably next season, but just wait. Again, this league runs through Golden through State. Through Golden State, at least for the foreseeable future. Holy shit, I hit a parlay. What was it? My Yankees parlay hit tonight. Let's go. Uh, what's next, Trish? Just Jalen Brunson's just been. Jaylen, yeah. Dude, Jalen Brunson, in the absence of Luka Doncic, everybody thought, oh, man, it's a cakewalk for the Jazz. But Jalen Brunson. They also won. I didn't know who Jalen Brunson was until January. I, well, I knew him from Nova. I started hitting his props because that man's a machine, especially also, mid-range. Shout out to the Dallas fans who already want to stack here outside the stadium in Brunson. I saw that <laughs> going around. Nick Foles hey, hey, listen, if one. they win the finals, there's going to be Dirk and his oh, yeah. normally small uh, statue and then one of Jalen Brunson right yeah. next to him. If Nick Foles can get one, so can Jalen Brunson. Hell of a move by them trading Porzingis and getting Dinwiddie because he's been really good for them too. Uh, he's been perfect. He's been unstoppable. That's, it's exactly what they need. Yeah. What's next, Trish? Next, we have uh, Utah has just not been playing the way they should be. Yeah, they were the best team in the West last year, weren't they? Two years ago? Last year. Last, last year. year. Last and year. They're that. How the mighty have fallen. It really seems like a team that knows they're on their last legs and they're just coasting to get to that point. And why we're talking Utah, because people are like, oh, why, why do you want to talk Utah? Because they should not be. Uh, first of all, A, they should not be a 5C. But B, they are also not doing anything to fix that roster where there's holes. They went in to this season basically with the same roster. Gobert, Conley, Donovan Mitchell. Clarkson. Clarkson's the sixth man. I still I feel like every time Utah comes up, it, it all kind of goes back to that what happened in 2020. With Gobert and the touching of the microphones, I think we're beyond that now. I think it's just straight up roster. It has nothing to do with. It has nothing to do with that. We're just Rudy Gobert has looked terrible. But the thing is with Gobert, Gobert. it it doesn't have anything to do with the microphone incident. What it has to do with Gobert is he is the same player in 2016 as he is in 2022. The league has been there's been zero evolution in his game. Rudy Gobert has not, and that's fine from a defensive standpoint. But you can't get by in this league being solely defensive. Even Draymond Green has become an excellent passer as his career has gone on. And he was a guy who thought of that was defense was his strong suit. Go- Gobert has not evolved. And look at Dr- look at Draymond Green's public reception now. So much more favorable. So much more positive. He's been the most hated man in the NBA. But Gobert has not changed. No. Mike Conley, Mike Conley has not been the same since he signed that contract in 2016. And listen, if I'm the Jazz, I wouldn't trade Mitchell. I'd trade Gobert. I don't care how bad Mitchell wants out. I wouldn't trade him unless I got a haul. And I would talk a haul. I'd probably get rid of Mike Conley, too. I don't think that's what the team needs either. I'd keep Clarkson. Yeah, I like Clarkson. He's still lights out from outside. But I also think you need to fire Quinn Snyder. Yeah. Snyder's a good coach. Yeah, I think it's just his, uh, his clock has run out there. But when you don't, he'd get find another job talk. immediately. It's just yeah, new cough, voice. Cough, 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 LA, cough, cough. Um, but you look at Donovan Mitchell and what he's been doing. He should at least be in the Western Conference Final by now. Yeah. All right. What's next? 
Next, we're moving sports again. We're moving over this time to football, and the USFL played their first weekend of existing, I guess. Yeah. Was, uh, I, I'm going to be honest. I didn't see – I saw like two minutes. Well, we were in Vegas. It was tough. The only game I saw was the Jersey Generals game. Yeah, that was it. We watched. And they it. let me down. Well, you know, they took it to overtime. No, they didn't. They lost 28-24 in regulation. Oh, that was in regulation? I thought they yep. lost. Uh, the scores were pretty normal. New Jersey's winning right now 10-6. Let's go. Uh, I know the New Jersey game was 28-24. Again. 17-12. New Orleans 23-17. Bold and then move. And Tampa Bay 17-3. Bold move doing this against NBA playoffs. Yeah. Yeah. Um... It was a tough opening weekend. They brought in around 3 million viewers. Uh, they had to move a game to Monday because of weather. The attendance looked rough. Especially, there was nobody at that Monday game. Oh, my God. It's kind of tough when you're in one spot and you got all these teams like from different parts of the country. You get like, burned out. Like, who, who, who's going to go watch? Are who's going to go every single fans game? Fans are going to go watch every game? No. Yeah. The How opening were... night game had pretty good attendance. Well, Zach. Because I'll it was a Birmingham this. home game. Yeah. Don't Don't lie. If we were in Birmingham, we would be there every single. I'd be there. Yeah, well, yeah we were. What else is there to do? Us from Jersey, but I'm saying like, there's not many people from around the country. Like, especially nobody's the, the traveling. There's no Jersey Generals fans out there right now. Yeah. It was. It was just a tough weekend. I mean, and you're gonna see that. That's why I think the XFL is more promised because they've hitched on the NFL, the alumni program, and everything. Um, it's tough to see life. Especially if they stay in a hub city past this season. Yeah, they need to start making home games and away games. They yeah. can't do this. What what we need to do though is send out some talks to players. We do. We yeah, need. I want to hear about this experience. We need we need I really do. All right, Trish, let's and, move and, to the big league. And if the if the USFL if any USFL people are listening, please, we want interviews. Hell of a weekend for the punters. Mm. Shout out them. Bad for, for the, the brand. For the brand, baby. All right, we move on to the real football league, the NFL. And uh, our first story in the NFL is Debo Samuels apparently on the chopping block. Not the chopping block, the trade Trading. block. This isn't this isn't chops. Jesus, my God, they're gonna cut him. Chopping, yeah, he's on the chopping block. He's gonna get traded. I don't he's think he's gonna get traded. If you aren't gonna be a wide receiver <laughs> running back combo, you will be chopped. If he does get traded. There's three things I could see. Trade to the Jets to be a part of that offense. Mm-hmm. Trade to the Eagles because – you know they the movie J.J. Arcega-Whiteside to tight end? Yeah, they need a wide receiver. Eagles need a wide out. J.J. Arcega-Whiteside can't play wide receiver. What makes you think he can block? He can't block. This is a last-ditch attempt to save his damn career. Still, He's going the Kelvin Benjamin method, which is an interesting way to go. I could see a one-for-one swap with Tennessee. AJ Brown for mm-hmm. two disgruntled wide receivers for each other. Also, hell of a move by AJ Brown to say he doesn't want to play the hybrid role. But, or Debo. Uh, reportedly. Uh, DJ, Debo Samuel. Mm-hmm. Reportedly. Reportedly said that. Because that's when he's most valuable. He's as a good a, wide receiver. He's not a great wide receiver. As a, fan, as a fantasy football owner. I hate that. That that depresses me. He's a good wide receiver, not a great wide receiver, but he's a great two-position player. And that's where he's most dangerous. 
to Miami. <laughs> and then yeah, you have Kadarius Tony. All the infinity yep. stones with Miami. All these disgruntled wide receivers. Tony knows. Tony already you got next uh, next topic. Did you see what Tony just posted on Instagram? What did he post? He posted a, he posted a story. It was like, you, you guys are all gullible if you really believe the rumors on the internet. Ah! 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 Man, please just show up to practice. Honestly, just show up. Please show up to voluntary workouts. Kenny, Doll- Kenny Galladay got his bag. He got $72 million. He's there. He was at a press conference saying he was going to text Kadarius. He's going to reach out. Him and Sterling Shepard both said that. <laughs> and listen, the, the news that he might be being shot by the Giants front office, Joe Shane in March said he was an untouchable piece. And um, Pat Leonard has an awful track record with reporting news. I really believe that this is a play by the GM to get him to show up. Could That's be. what I think. I don't think they do trade him. I don't think that he wouldn't show up. Like it's your second year in the league. Honestly, he, and it's a new up. system. Go learn it. Hell yeah. of a thing to report the news on TikTok. Yeah, that's another yeah. thing that was weird. If he does get traded, um, KC, easy. Easy. Easy, yeah. Him and James Bradbury recoup a pick. Easy. Easy. And he slots into the role Tyreek Hill was playing. Or Green Bay. Now, I think KC's the team because they'll take the two pieces. What's next? The NFL draft. Yeah. So this could be more peak of the stage last week on uh, the Bellagio Fountains. This can be more of a um this can be more of a Tuesday thing. Yeah, we have Jack Oshloff coming up on Tuesday. Oh, Jack's coming on? Yep. Beautiful. Talked to him yesterday. Um doing mock drafts. This is my plea to the New York Giants front office. Draft Matt Ariza in the third round. Please. I understand he's a punter. I get it. Why would you waste a third-round pick on a punter? In the past 10 years, there have only been two punts over 80 yards. This man, in two consecutive weeks this season, had an 81-yard punt and an 86-yard punt. He won the Ray Guy Award for the best punter. This is a generational punter. When it, if you're ranking players based on you know, distance between the best and the second best at their position in the draft, he probably has the largest gap. Please draft this punter. <laughs> I'm begging you. I understand we need a tight end. You could take him in the fourth round. Please get this punter. Fuck, my boys in Minnesota Please. need special teams help too. I had to deal with Riley Dixon for the past three years, and I'm happy that Kyle gets to deal with them plugging the Johnny Hecker hole with Riley Dixon. <laughs> Please draft this punter. I think you sell PTSD over Matt Dodge. Is the Don't problem. get me started on Matt Dodge. That's the problem. Although, no, that got cleared up pretty quickly because I got uh, Steve Weatherford right after it. I basically went from Feagles to Weatherford just with a, a year of Matt Dodge. Please draft this punter. I don't care if drafting punters doesn't fit the analytics, doesn't doesn't fit anything. 
please draft this punter at like 89 whenever the pick is. Take him at seven. Don't take him at seven. You take him at seven, I'm going to be upset. <laughs> Seventh overall. Please take him with a day two pick. And please take Kayvon Thibodeau and other uh, Evan Neal, Ikwanu. Yeah, there's rumors going on about Thibodeau. I hear – I've heard stuff both ways about him. His over-under right now is set at four and a half. I said it in my mock. Over being an underdog. I said in my mock that he's the biggest wild card. He could legit go three or like 13, and you wouldn't be surprised either way. You got to remember the hype this man had back during the season. With that said, if he is there at 12, you take him. If he's there at five. Please, if you're there at five with Evan Neal, Iguanu, and Charles Cross still on the board, you take him. You take him. You 100% take him. Also, shout out to the executive that said Malik Willis is a better quarterback prospect than Justin Fields was <laughs> and Trey Lance was. Spoiler, he is not. That's a hell of a claim. Did somebody say that? Nobody has Malik Willis rated that high. He comes from Liberty. Uh And I understand Trey Lance, FCS. I get that. Liberty Liberty University. University. Known football school, Liberty University. Known. It's QBU. (laughs) Liberty University. The QB factory. Come on. Do not waste a top 10 pick on a quarterback from Liberty University. Carolina, don't. Atlanta, don't. Seattle. Seattle, do not. Atlanta's going to. I know Atlanta's going to. It's going to be be in the NFC South. So, me and Jack are each going to do our – we have our mocks. We're going to read them Tuesday. I'll have mine, too. Oh, yeah. I started mine. I I got – Confused and angry at the third mine, pick, and I stopped. Mine was the toughest one I've ever had to do. It's because there's no quarterbacks. Yeah. And then I got like, an explanation at least underneath. With other drafts, you had the quarterbacks, and you knew what teams needed a quarterback. It's not you even could put it in, and then get to the next quarterback. It's not even no quarterbacks or no like elite quarterbacks. It's that they're like all the big prospects are like from the same two to three positions. Who do you think the best player in the draft is? My top player overall in the draft, mm-hmm. Evan Neal. That's why I think it is, too. Yeah. It's between Neil and Thibodeau. Oh, I got Neil Gardner Thibodeau. Yo, really? Yeah. I think Sauce Gardner is the best player. I think Sauce Gardner is the best player. Sauce is going to go high. Evan Neal, his size, his skill, I don't – you cannot replicate that. I think he is the best player. What? That. (laughs) Ah, That is back. The exterminator was here today. He said he didn't see anything. Fuck. All right, well, Zach left. I think that's a good sign to end the podcast. Well, hold on. We have one more story. I know. We got Mike Tyson. Got yeah, Mike Tyson. What kind of stupid do you have to be to throw a water bottle at Mike Tyson's head? Like, do you not know? Uh, this man I, used to, like, kill people. Yeah. Uh, he's lucky he still has both his ears. He, yeah, I say, he bit the Vander Holyfield's ear. He had a tiger in the hangover. He's lucky he has plural ears. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he's Why are you bothering the man on a plane? Right. Like, apparently, they wanted something signed, and he signed it. 
and then they just wouldn't stop bothering him. At that point, he signs the thing, you walk away. Yeah, oh. no, they well, they were sitting behind him on the plane. Yeah, and then like, he turned right around behind. and just Z- yeah. Zach has uh has disappeared. <laughs> well, apparently the they were like basically heckling him. And I think uh, the Why? one guy, the guy that he that was doing the heckling, was drunk, and uh, and he was saying really nice no kidding to Mike. Tyson. Yeah, you can't do that sober. <laughs> he was all disgruntled. Did you see the video? Like afterwards? Yeah, he's like bleeding from under the eye, <laughs> he's sitting there just staring at the camera. Like, what did I just do? Like, what did I just do? Why did I just do that? <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, that guy went to the police station, uh, but there's. When the reporters asked the police for some kind of comment, the police said there was no comment to give. So I'm assuming that means that the guy went to go press charges. The cops watched the video and said, well, you no. can't. <laughs> like, that's like a top five stupid idea. Yeah. It's poking the bear that is Mike Tyson. Evander Kane has a 20-goal season. And he started halfway through the year. Or oh, third of the I year. have a question. Yeah. About Whoa, that. Zach's back. Zach's back. Oh, Zach's back. Zach, Zach, Zach. Oh, he's gone. He's gone. He's just gone. What are you doing? Well, out the door. Okay. He's gone. All right. <laughs> There's a bunch of bats. Barely. Yeah, the exterminator there. Why is he so scared of bats? It's just a bat, man. Just let it, just let it do its thing. Okay, um, I have a question. Why the fuck was Mike Tyson just in a Regular person. Punk. That's another thing. Yeah, I was just going to bring that up. Doing? You're Mike Tyson. Get a jet. R- rent a plane. Like you worst, can- worst case. First class. Because that did not look like first class. That no, looked like no, economy plus. Blue, that's, that's first class. Like, if he's not flying overseas, that's first class. What's he doing flying jet blue? I don't know. I don't know. Why aren't you in like a private plane? Like he's flying out of like a I'll, private airport. I would love for like a video on like a spirit flight to have like some random B-list celebrity on it. Imagine like it was like, sudden, like this is the type of shit you expect to happen on spirit airlines. Like all of a sudden you're on a spirit airlines flight and all of a sudden, boom, here comes, you know, I don't know, Jack Johnson. the singer. I don't, I don't understand fucking with Mike. Dye. I just don't get like, the, it's a healthy thing to do. The allure behind it, you know? I don't... I mean, like, he's gotten older, and he is definitely mellow. I don't care if he's gotten older. No, no, well, it's he, Mike Tyson. He a fight like a year and a half ago. He still looked vicious as hell. He mellowed out with age a lot. Like, you know, back in the 80s and 90s, when you watch a lot of those early yes. fight clips and stuff, he was an animal. He was insane. He mellowed out with it, but you're still fucking asking for it. Oh, I know. Absolutely. Yeah. He doesn't Absolutely. lose that. But you got to remember, that guy was young. He looked like he was about our age, maybe a little. Yes, uh, but I haven't met a person who does not know. You never know. Everybody knows. Like that guy might have just known Mike Tyson from The Hangover and might have just been like, oh, you're that guy. What's up, man? How you doing? You're that guy that beat the shit out of Zach Galifianakis in that movie. You won't do that to me here. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's a movie. He had to find his tiger. He did. Well, he did find his tiger. He got his tiger. Maybe he's going to get another tiger. That's why he's going to then Florida. He starts, he starts, like, laughing with him. And then maybe he's, he's, oh, my God, maybe he's going to um Carol Baskin's place. This is a guy that wanted to pay a zookeeper to allow him to fight a gorilla. Yeah. He probably would have won. And I would have watched it back in the back in the eighties. We all would have nineties. When did he ask that? Eighties. Eighties. Back in the eighties, he might have won. 
I don't know. He's beating a gorilla. You give me a teenage gorilla against Mike Tyson. The hell of a hypothetical. <laughs> against against peak. Like that is top of his peak. game. High as fuck on cocaine, Mike Tyson. Reigning, defending, heavyweight champion of the world. You're telling me he's it's, not beating a teenage gorilla? I don't know if you guys knew this, but that was the original plan for the 2005 King Kong movie. Was it really? <laughs> no, I just made that up. How has nobody made a movie like that? Wait a minute. Wait a minute. If there's a Sharknado, why can't we have a movie where there's a gorilla running rampant? And Mike Tyson Mike fights Tyson. him to end it. We've Mike still Tyson. we've wanted to do too many men the movie for a while. Yeah, but it's gonna be tough getting Mike Tyson. I know. Well, I mean, I could put a face tat on him. I could do a Mike Tyson. No, you could. No, you can't. <laughs> I, I can Zach, what's going on? I'm trying to find it. Bro, the streamer you- was here today. And it it's told me there's no bats up there other than bones. Bro, close the bat into a room. Well, Stop. if I knew where it was, I would. Wait a minute. It flew into your room, wait. and then you went, ah, and then ran away. Wait, yeah, wait, wait, wait. The exterminator told you the only thing up there is bat bones? Yeah, that's all Did said. you take all the shit away from the door you were using as protection against the bat? I put it back as soon as he left. Okay, and it didn't work. Hmm. Obviously not. I got to call animal control again, see if that works. Oh well, it is. You're you're within the time where they can actually do something. So well, no, because the exterior they can't go in the roof or. Uh, oh, right. Yeah, yeah. So if right. it's not in the vicinity of the living quarters, they can't do a damn thing about it. You should just, just shove them. Just shove like a couch attic. up to the attic. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, you should just put a couch up. No, there. Like, I, no I, matter I, what, I, I asked them. Even if there was like a couch up there, uh, they can't go upstairs or in the basement. Boys, this has been a fantastic episode. It really has. This has been what a we can have a twist at the end. Yeah, the bat I was not expecting. (laughs) I very clearly were not. The sheer terror in your face and in your Ah, 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 hearing something rustling behind me, and I was like, Oh, it's nothing. And as soon as I turn around and look at it, that's your first mistake. Just assuming the rustling is nothing. What are you scared of? What's that back? I'm not. I don't like things in my living quarters that I don't bring in here. The rustling is always like Tony (laughs) or me. The rustling is always something, Zach. That was a foolish assumption. Yeah, you you ever? Have you ever played Slenderman? Of course. You're You're lucky. It's not Slenderman. Yeah. Oh yeah. Very I'd be dead, right? Adam kind of looks like Slenderman. Anyway, that's gonna wrap this episode. Um, it's been it's been something else. Uh, I'll say that. Jack Ostroff is joining us on Tuesday. Do some NFL draft coverage with the NFL draft being next Thursday. Is that one of those? It is Thursday. Um, and then you know football. Football. Are you ready for NFL? Football? Not USFL. NFL. I mean, come on. I just want football back. NBA playoffs. Enjoy the NBA playoffs. They've been good I, too. I certainly am. Yeah. For now. So every episode of the Tuning Men Sports Podcast, feel free to your podcast. Uh, we will see you next Tuesday for another episode of Tuning Men. Bye, everybody. <laughs>